0: Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Janika, and today we're going to be discussing The Last Resort. And thank God it went down to an hour. (laughs) So yeah, so we're going to have some hot goss memes And just a quick little trigger warning, before we get into the episode, um, nothing that anyone really shouldn't be expecting with this show, honestly. So, hot goss. So the very first thing, Scott from Love and Paradise, is Scott. Um, as we know, he's been having some financial difficulties and he did file for bankruptcy. Apparently this is the fourth time that Issy Scott has had to file for bankruptcy, uh, which also includes a joint filing he did with his former wife. um, for context, his last three filings were in two thousand five, two thousand fourteen, and now this year, two thousand and twenty three. So, the big thing, the big thing here, is not so much that he has filed in bankruptcy. That's unfortunate. Um, he did end up finding employment, but he's now lost that job. He's going to be moving to Columbia. And guess why he's gonna be hanging out with his ex girlfriend Liz, the same one that like said this is too much and took off at like the second last episode, <laughs> yeah, that one, <laughs> and he's gonna be there for about six months, and he announced this on Scott's Instagram. And he said in a video, "Scott's gonna do something a little on the crazy side." No, you don't say. Like he's glutton for punishment. And he goes on to say, "I'm still in love with Liz." For fuck's sakes, she said you're too much and dip. Does Liz know? <laughs> and he goes on to say, "There's more to her and I than the show." a lot more. I love her. Okay, I get that this may be more to the show. She was barely on the show, Um, and you had a whole ass relationship with this woman, but she ghosted you then. She ran away from you the second time, and you're, "Mm, wow. He goes on to say, I need to focus on me, and at the same time, I want to reconnect with her. So I've been talking to Liz, he says, and kind of hit the reset button, and my plan is to move to Carrantinga Car- Cartagena Cartagena that feels better um and just live a- abroad for like six months and focus on me and focus on reconnecting with her and hopefully getting back on track to where we used to be. You mean, around the time that she ghosted you. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so he goes on to say, I know I'm a better person having her in my life than not in my life. Hopefully we can get back on track, but if we don't, we will walk away friends and I can live with that. Are you sure? (laughs) I promise one thing, there's no love bombing gonna happen or anything else. It's just going to get to that place where her and I can be friends and just have fun and go for walks like we used to and tell crazy stories and be spontaneous. Just share life and tap into that spiritual side. She's taught me a lot about who I am and I feel like there's still lessons for me to learn. You are trying to learn more lessons, yet you didn't learn the biggest one—the one that she said you are too strong. So nothing's going to change here. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> he says that his goal is to move to Colombia in December. So, um, yeah, we don't know. Maybe we'll see him on another episode, another season of Love Is. I love in paradise, or maybe even toe. But anyway, that's basically that for the Scott Hawk Goss. Next, Hawk Goss that we have is pertaining to Match Me Abroad, which just ended a few weeks ago. There is an update from Harold on Michaela's cancer battle which is so heartbreaking. I haven't really addressed it, but it's it's so heartbreaking um, to hear that she has cancer and actually potentially had cancer while we're filming this, this season. Um, but anyways, Harold updated by saying, this is a week later after the GoFundMe was launched. The response ha- was incredible. I think he would say he said has, but was incredible. I have returned hundreds of messages and have passed on so many messages of hope and good energy, so I wish I could have showed Michaela this level of support a year ago when she had to miss our first meeting off camera for immediate surgery. So it looks like this poor girl was dealing with this and still going on dates with Harold. This explains when he asked her to be his girlfriend, which is actually in this article as well, um, why she said no to him. Um, I'm I'm sure I'll get to that in a second. Um, He goes on to say, I have conveyed the thoughts and prayers. And she says, thanks. Michaela continues her chemotherapy treatments every 14 days and has some upcoming Scans to look forward to. So, when it came to this off uh, camera meeting, he does explain I was to meet her off camera for the first time and she had to cancel. From an all too brief one minute phone call, she told me, I am at the hospital about to undergo surgery. I heard tears in her voice and she said, I have ovarian cancer and won't be able to have children. That, again, is just so heartbreaking in and of itself. All of this is just, she's such a wonderful person. Uh, I mean, I don't know who actually watched this, this season, watched the episodes, but Harold and Michaela, she seems like such a lovely person. They seem to really click with each other. So it's so sad to hear that she's going through something like this. It's horrible. Um, he also disclosed that both producers and the matchmaker were previously unaware of Michaela's cancer battle. For the remainder of the filming, he chose to stay silent on screen about the sad news he learned. So yeah, that's an indication as to this poor woman was going through this and filming. Um, he said that it's not my story to tell. The sadness in my eyes in the scene where I'm wearing a suit is from this. The show was wonderfully and kindly cut. So it's not to share this either. This happened at the end of July, 2022. Fast forward a few weeks. I learned she had her ovaries and womb removed. Her uterus removed. So, Yeah. Um, he goes on to say, she did not know the future and did not want to put me through such pain and loss. Fast forward months, she learns she has stomach cancer, Jesus, and will be on chemo treatments every 14 days for the rest of her life, of which I have no idea how long she has. We continue to text back and forth and we converse at length a few times a month, depending on how she's feeling. I continue sending messages several times a week, wishing for her recovery. Uh, my my thoughts and my prayers go out to Michaela. Um, it's so sad to hear, but that's it for for that. Okay, so that's it for hot gossip like memes will be posted to socials, you kind of just need to see them (laughs) without uh, me talking about them here on, because there's only a couple, Um, so they'll be on the socials, um, so you can see them there, but before we get into the episode, I want to do a trigger warning, Um, there's going to be a lot more mention of Pred and Liz in this episode. What I will do though, if you don't want to hear anything about them, you might miss certain things though, um, in the episode, if you didn't watch the episode, but I will put trigger warnings for each time he is mentioned in the episode. Unfortunately, there's a lot more interaction between him and the other cast members, uh, this season, uh, this episode than last episode. Um, so I will put timestamps for each time he is mentioned and, um, and you can avoid anything having to do with him. So... Let's get into it. The reason that we're here, The Last Resort, Season 1, Episode 2, Dead Last. So in this particular, how we're going to be doing this is going to be more in a chronological order of the episode. It's just a little easier to do it that way for, for this one. So we're still here from last Last week's episode, we we're still coming off of that group therapy session, um, and Kelly does say on the way back to his room that he feels embarrassed about Molly not sitting with him. He said he, she was the only one that didn't; everyone else did. He's and he said again, "Why are we here if you're not going to sit with me, right?" So back with Kalani in Australia. She does say to Osweilu that she has feelings for the hall pass guy. Um, She says that she took the hall pass because Osweilu was the only person she's been with. So she just wanted to see what it would look like or feel like really (laughs) to be with somebody else this is why like i said last week you don't marry your first you haven't explored yet you haven't gone through life yet you haven't you just haven't like are you kidding <laughs> if i married my first which he did want to marry me <laughs> but when i i if i married my first i would have been so disappointed so disappointed. <laughs> sex gets so much better. More you have sex with other people and learn and explore and just, you know, cause you just learn what you like and what you don't like and what you're willing to take and what you're not willing to take and all of that. So that's exactly it. Like, she just hasn't explored, but unfortunately, you know, that's how it went. <laughs> Anyway, he says that this is painful for him. He's upset because he knows that she still talks to him. She says, so because I still talk to him and you don't talk to the people you cheated on me with. It's a problem. Kalani, yes, it is a problem. No one's taking away from what he did. None of this would have happened if he didn't do what he did. No one's debating that. The problem is here, though, is coming from a perspective where I know how Osweilu feels, it is so angering, hurtful. You feel so sad. Because it's like, okay, why can't you let that person go? What is stopping you from letting letting that person go? In her case, it's because she has feelings for the guy. In my case, it was because my ex husband got another woman pregnant. Yeah, but <laughs> I didn't know that. There's always a reason why, and that's that, that that's the part that's so frustrating for for you know, for anybody. And it's not to say that, you know, in my case, similarly to theirs, and we were so young that you just learn from your mistakes at that point, right? He cheated, I cheated, we both cheated. The difference was I was Osweilu, my ex was Kalani. I stop talking to those people. Once we decided, okay, we're going to work on our relationship and get back to a better place in our relationship. At that point, honestly, I hadn't had any sort of anything with anyone for like two months. It was done. It was over. And I was fully invested. But then I later find out he was all talking to the girl he was cheating on, with. And it's like, why? Different reasons, but there's always a reason. And that is what Asweli was really trying to tell her. But she's completely disregarding his feelings in this moment. And it's like, okay, how far fucking gone are you guys? If you're that far gone, then be done. There's no point. Um, she says that she kept a connection because it's a big deal that she was with someone Besides Osweilu, what she's trying to say is that because she's this is the second person that she's been intimate with, um, that's why she it's hard for her to let this person go. Plus, she has feelings for him, so that's also another reason why it's hard to let go of this connection with this person. But she's making excuses as to why she can't let him go. And stop making those stupid ass um, excuses and own up to the fact that you love this person pr- potentially and yeah, that's it. He basically wants her to stop talking to the hot glass guy and start fresh with them. She says, what is the difference between what you did and what I did? She says, you had a BJ, right? And she's saying, "I had sex." First of all, I don't buy for a minute that Australia didn't have sex with somebody. I don't for a second buy that. But sex is sex at the end of the day. Any point, it's still cheating. But let's pretend for a second Australia didn't have sex with somebody else. Let's just pretend. Um, it's still kind of bad. It's still kind of bad for a multitude of reasons, because honestly, I feel like, again, Aspilu, like I mentioned last week, is asking the wrong questions. I think there's still so much that needs to be asked here. And I think the biggest things are, and it's just the reality of things, you need to be, they both need to be asking. Well, for obvious reasons, there's probably absolutely no protection involved with value But I don't know. It's like, did you use protection with this person? (laughs) You know, do we need to go and get checked out, both of us together, and make sure things are fine? Do we need to do those things? Those are always the questions that I have asked when I found out. Those are the first questions I ask. I don't. The other things they come after because I need to make sure health wise I'm protected. And then I'm going to find out emotionally, am I still being protected? But then in terms of asking, is this person better than me or whatever? I don't care a shit. Mind you, I have confidence in my game. Maybe I'll swear Lou doesn't. But I, that's the last questions I would be asking. But he's not asking these right questions. Um, But he did ask at least one right question of do you have feelings for them, but I, I don't know, I'm so on the fence with these two, because I think they both completely fucked each other up, um, in different ways, but her attitude in this moment was so off-putting that she was so defensive of everything that as you don't have a right to be defensive When you just told him, you cheated on him. As far as you know, the furthest he went was have a BJ. You went tenfold from that point and had sex with another man. And then took yourself back to him. And acted like nothing happened. We don't even know. She could have had sex with the person more than once. She most likely did. So it's. And you're still talking to him. I don't. I don't. uh, I don't like her defensiveness. That's the problem I'm having here. And I'm not saying he's perfect because I'm not. I'm not. I'm team no one, honestly, in this moment. I'm not saying he's perfect. But. So far as we've seen, I'm sure he maybe had his defensive moments. He's not being defensive at this moment. Maybe he's at the point where I'm like, okay I have to be fully invested here and not be defensive. It's not gonna work. it hasn't worked before. and now you're gonna go be defensive. This is why the tit for tat situation never fucking works for any person's relationship. Anyway, she then tells him that she is not comfortable and doesn't want him to sleep with her tonight. And she actually gets very aggressive here. And she's like, he's like trying to still talk to her, and she's like, "No, I don't want to do this anymore. You need to leave." Like that's basically like what she does with him. And I said, girl, you just dropped an atomic bomb on his life right now, and you're going to give him such aggression, such attitude. After you do that, he is entitled to ask all of the questions, because you asked your questions when you needed to know. But yeah. That's it for Silo and Kalani from that, uh, from the night before. Now it's the next day. And we're briefly with Jovi and Yara and we see them working out together. And then he says, you know what? Hint, hint, let's do some cardio. Apparently they did cardio the night before. (laughs) Cardio. (laughs) She tells him. You were too rough with me. And he says, I'm too rough with you. He's like, Girl, look at my back right now. <laughs> He's like, you have I have scratches on my back from you last night. And I said, Why the fuck are you guys here? You have no fucking problem. Well, we're about to say next episode, they're gonna have some problems, but you have definitely no problems. Like I'm sure you're the like, only couple who actually fucked Fascinate? Oh, maybe I didn't Ugh. <laughs> I'm taking that out. Um. Yeah, but like, come on now. Anyway. Do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen. By going to love shop where you can get sorts of different things whether it's for both you and your partner or just for yourself for solo play you can get things all types of vibrators maybe more kinky type toys or you can just buy what every person may need like lingerie or protection Or even just something to make it a little more fun like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop. And you can use our unique coupon code realityt 2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's loveshop.ca L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P dot c-a and use our unique coupon code reality two that's r-e-a-l-i-t-e-a and the number two now we're with the group well sorry, we with the group um we see molly is in the pool and angela is going into the pool with her uh, they twerk the, uh, attempt to work, I guess, in the pool. Um, Molly says, I'm sure people think I was being a jerk um, last night with me not sitting beside Kelly. And she says that she just felt like she is like, wanting, waiting for things from him, but she is not completely closing the door on Kelly yet. She says love is a battlefield. Yes, it is. It's an amazing song too. Yeah, it really fucking is. If you ever want to get through a moment, whether you're, in a relationship, and you're having a little tough time, or you've been broken up with, or you're not even in a relationship, I recommend Love is a Battlefield. It's amazing. Ugh. Of course, everyone knows that already, but it just makes you feel amazing. Oh, man. Anyway, Angela does think that Molly is a little hard on And this is coming from Angela. Anyway, so now they're going to be doing a couple's obstacle course. And they, the therapist explained that one will be blindfolded while the other one has to guide them. And they say that they're going to think this is all about the time, how fast you can get this obstacle course. But it's not about that. Whoever the winner is, is who has the best communication with their partner. So because obviously Michael is going to not be participating in this um, because he's in Nigeria, Angela is going to be doing it with Jovi. And you have to pick Jovi to do it with. So... Because of the fact that there's no, like, the winner is in how fast they go. I'm not going to be telling you how fast they go. (laughs) Um, and I'm going to touch on, like, kind of how each couple does, I think, for the most part. Um, so Sarela and Kalani did not communicate well. So they've lost and they don't even know it. Kelly and Molly did really well, actually, in their communication with, um the, uh, the obstacle course. Um, they did not win, <laughs> but I think, I feel like they would have come in second because they did really, really well. Um, but they did it with Ed and Liz and Liz is trying to guide him through, but it gets to a point where he's just kind of doing his thing and she's not telling him anything. Pretty much he shuts down, doesn't say any, anything, and says, I think you can see he's not listening to me. And he just does, does the the obstacle course. Um, what I will say at this point, because I don't talk about their talk session, the group talk session at the end of this, what I will say very quickly now that we are talking about them to limit the timestamps, is he does admit to the cheating um, during the group session. And as we will see in a second, he could have said that in the beginning, but he does admit to it in this moment. So that's important going forward um, past the group session So Angela Jovi did so freaking well in their communication. He did, he listened to her better than he listened to his own wife. And here I will say, they got this done in 47.5 seconds and they won. Not because of how fast they went, but because of their communication. It was fantastic. To see Angela communicate so well with another man and for him to listen to her better than he listened to Yara was incredible. I mean, Jovi and Yara didn't do horribly in their communication in comparison to the others, but they still didn't do great either. Um, So then Ed, because he was called out by both Osvalu and Kelly, which I actually didn't mention this, we're gonna mention it now. Um, after his time on the obstacle course, um, he was called out for cheating from both Osvalu and Kelly. Ed called Kelly a bitch after he says what he's about to say to Jovi. So let me, let me I thought he actually said it before, but he said it here. He says, to therapists, okay, but Jovi didn't go over the line, he didn't cross the line. Um, isn't that a disqualification? And Kelly says to him, Ed, just let it go like it doesn't matter, just let it go. But then Ed here says, You call me a cheater, you bitch. What? You're here for therapy. Like, I don't even want to talk about him more than I have to, but you're here for fucking therapy, sir. Who gives a shit? It's not about who got somewhere quickly. You missed the fucking point. They literally just told you it has nothing to do with the obstacle course on a whole, it has nothing to do with the time. It has to do with communication. And at the end of the day, you would never win. Because you did not communicate with your fiance. Let's continue. <laughs> Kelly is not about this. He's not happy. <laughs> he said, I didn't come here for problems. But if Ed keeps up, he will be a problem. He's like, I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> um, he's like, people know I don't play. <laughs> Angela and Jovi, like I said, they won, um, and now they sit down with the therapist and they talk about, um, their experience with this obstacle course, and they first talked to Molly and Kelly, and Molly said, you know, I opted to be blindfolded, um, so that he could take the lead, and he did really well, they both did, with him taking the lead, um and they hug. But y'all, if you watched this episode, or if you didn't, the way she looked when hugging him, she looked like she absolutely hated it here. She just had this look on her face like, I don't want this man touching me. They're so fuck far gone. Like they communicated very well, but she can't even handle him touching her. that's how it felt and I mean yeah I mean I I again I know how that feels when you just don't want someone to touch you for whatever reason and it's such work but you have to put the work in and you can't get back there but it I just saw that and I'm like, ooh. So then Yara she says that she trusts Jovi, but sometimes he can get aggressive and she says he doesn't trust her. And then she tells him that you know, I tell you I don't want another child right now, but you don't listen. So then she says Y'all have a secret, <laughs> and she's is so scared to tell him. She's definitely very hesitant to tell him, um, but eventually, she does say that I have been on birth control, and he asks, "Why wouldn't you tell me that?" And Kalani says, "She can do whatever she wants with her body." Um, so what I'll say here is, because he's very hell-bent on the fact that she should have told him, I don't think she's telling, he's telling her, you know, you can't be on birth control. I don't think he's necessarily saying that. And yes, Kalani is 100% correct. She can do whatever she wants with her body. Because she's the one who has to carry a child. She's the one that has, they'll have to take on that burden more so than even him. So yes, she can do whatever she wants, but the least she could have done was told him. I do agree that she should have at least said, I don't care how you feel about it, but I'm just telling you, I'm going on birth control and no discussion. And the reason why I say that is because I have been 100% in her position. I have been there with my ex where he before we even started having sex in our relationship, was telling me he wanted to get me pregnant and had no issues going against what I said and telling him, no, I'm not ready because we were, what, 22 at the time? We we were not ready. I wasn't ready to be a mother at that point. And our relationship just wasn't ready for us to be parents at that point. We were barely together. And I ended up able to, which was only a few months after we started the sexual aspect of our relationship. I went on birth control, but he was told, I told him when I am able in terms of my benefits, because I had just started a job at that point, I told him I'm going to be going on birth control. He did not like the idea of me going on birth control because he needed to control that narrative but I still went on it. And then I told him when I was on it, he wasn't happy about it, but he had no choice. That was my choice. And I came off of it when I was ready to come off of it. I had to protect myself. That was the biggest thing. And I said, I'm not going to have a child when I am fresh in a job, refreshing this relationship. And I'm so young still. I'm not fully ready yet. When I am though I will know when I'm ready and I will I'll take it from there. But I had to control myself. I had to and I had to control the that aspect of our relationship unfortunately because he wouldn't have and I had to protect myself. That is 100% what Yara is doing which is why I'm 100% behind her in her decision to call on birth control. I just feel like she should have told him. So, she would have preferred him being mad at her than her getting pregnant. So she'll take his anger. She'll take it. She's like, I'd rather that. Um he feels like she thinks that he would have just gotten her pregnant without her consent, basically. And that is how she feels. And I 100% understand it. When, again, as I mentioned before, if a man wants to have a child, see he he's so hell bent on that, yeah, he will. He will do it. So, in that case, I'm going to protect myself. He says that he wouldn't have intentionally gotten her pregnant if she didn't want it. Um, he feels that she shouldn't have told him though, um, in a group setting, he feels like she should have told her, um, told him, um, on a one-on-one session. Maybe because it, it does make, it does put the impression out there that he is not, he's not thinking about her and how she feels in these moments that he's just, you know, doing what he's doing. But clearly she went on birth control because you're not respecting at the lim- Okay. bare minimum is, you know, we all know now you want to have another kid and you've told her you want to have another kid and y'all are having sex and clearly having a lot of it. And you are clearly not pulling out. Not that pulling out is the end all be all, but you're clearly not even doing that, which was let her to take the birth control so that you can continue doing what you're doing, but you ain't going get nowhere. Like, so clearly there's a reason why she did it. Um. So, so, now Kalani, she sees how the course went in terms of, because how the course reflects her relationship um, with Oswalu. Oswalu says that I know that she is still talking to the whole past guy. And Angela's like, shit. She's absolutely shocked. Oswaldo says that he feels like he is alone because he opened the door and it is hard to shut the door back. The therapist asks, Is it not possible to stop talking to him? And she says, while we're here, okay, while we are here, she says, how do you feel about me blocking him? And he feels excited about it. But I said, y'all missed the point here. She says, while we are here, she has every fucking intention to unblock him when this is over. So, she's probably not even going to block him. She's probably going to mute his notifications on, like, WhatsApp or something. She's still going to get the messages. She's not going to block him. Anyway. So next scene. I wrote in caps, no, and I probably put about five different O's, um, because y'all, Ed is naked. you're gonna go naked into the hot tub and I said the fuck nobody wants this I said put your shorts back on Ed." um and I also then wrote no one fucking asked for this TLC (laughs) Angela gets like flustered when she comes and sees him naked because he actually like Exposes himself to her, and she says he's smaller than Michael. <laughs> um, and I said, Of course, he is. Not to say that you know there's an old age stereotype about African men have big dicks or something, um, it really just depends. I've had. All spectrums. Depends on what country you're looking at. Nigeria's not too bad. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, then Molly and Kelly, they get into the pool at this point. Ed has put his shorts back on, thank God. Um, but he does find out, Kelly, that Ed was naked. And Kelly says, you know, I wouldn't have gone to the hot tub after that, if I knew. <laughs> um, so they're trying to have a conversation. Kelly, Molly, Ed, Liz. They're trying to have a conversation. And Angela. Angela's there still too. I'm going to try to have a conversation here. Right? But every time they have a conversation, Ed talks over everybody. He doesn't let them say a word because he has to be the loudest in the room. And Kelly's starting to get annoyed that Ed keeps interrupting, and then, but he doesn't say anything at this point, Molly starts to say something, and Ed tucks over her, at this point, Kelly's like, fuck this shit, so, he's like, listen, Ed, why do you keep interrupting when people are talking, you're not letting them say anything, you keep saying something, and Ed is completely fucking clueless, as always, and at one point, Kelly's like, I don't know if you lack attention or something, but, and Ed's like, I get lots of attention, that's the fucking problem, is that he gets a lot of fucking attention, and he fucking thrives on it, which is why it's so fucking annoying that this guy's on this fucking show, and that I have to talk about him at all, because he interacts with other people that i do talk about i don't mm, anyway um so then in this moment angela kind of makes an excuse for ed kind of saying like he just doesn't know how to regulate his emotions basically or his thoughts and even fucking liz says stop enabling him and i said why the fuck are you enabling him here he's an absolute asshole but the reason why she's enabling him because she knows she's at times worse than him. So, so yeah. And Kelly is like, you know, you called me a bitch earlier, blah, blah, blah. And Ed says, do you want me to tell you why I called you a bitch? And Kelly says, yeah, sure. Go for it. Tell me why, but just know it's the last time you do that. And apparently Ed took that as a threat. Well, on, a fucking threat, with a warning. It's a difference. And Kelly's like, that's not a threat. And you and Molly said, that's not a threat. And Ed is not afraid of anyone, he says, and says he is whatever the fuck he is and whatever the fuck he does in martial arts or whatever. And he's like, you come at me, and I will knock you down. <laughs> How fucking delusional do you need to be, Ed? You're coming up to a guy who is a fucking lot taller than you, has a fucking neck. I know he can't control that, but I don't care. I don't like this guy. Um, And uh it was a fucking cop. He was a... I think an NYPD, I don't know if he was NYPD cop, but he was a cop for fuck's sakes. And one of the, probably, like, come on, it doesn't matter. He was a cop. And I don't know what kind of cop he was, if he was on the streets taking down people or whatever. But if you think for a second that you can take Kelly on, I would love to see it. And then I would love to see Kelly take your ass down. That man is strong as hell and he has height on your ass. The fuck you going to do? Kelly says he is going to... So yeah, Kelly's like, "What are you going to do? Roll and do cartwheels? Because that's basically what's going to end up happening. This, Ed, mm, you're, you're barking up the wrong fucking tree, Ed, you just are, anyway, that is the end of The Last Resort for this week. Next time on, Kalani blocks the hall pass guy, um, we see the fight is continuing between Ed and Kelly, and Ed calls Kelly a bitch again, woof. Um, we see Angela and Liz get in a fight. I, <laughs> I know I don't really talk about Angela much and I don't really talk about Liz, obviously. I try to avoid it, but I am talking about that. hmm Um, and then we see Yara is getting upset with Jovi about someone he brought into their bed. I'm confused by this. I'm not sure which bed we're referring to. Are we talking about their bed or this bed in the resort? Like, anyway, we will definitely get all of those answers, but that is it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please share this podcast with everyone in your life. We are looking for that growth. Also, make sure you hit follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast apps so that you don't miss a single episode. Also, what we really would appreciate is a rate and review, and you can do that on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify and potentially Google Podcasts as well. If you're an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this episode on YouTube at Times 2 We also would appreciate the likes and comments on that as well. Um, If you want to connect with us, you can do so by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Times 2 You can also email us at realitytimes2 at hotmail.com. We have a website where you can listen to all of these episodes as well as get links to our Facebook and Instagram and YouTube pages. And that website is realitytimes2.aludu.com. All of that information will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye. you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a software that I use for editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just God sense for me. Also with Ludo, you can create clips, you can do your ads as thus like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Eludu by using our unique link, which you can find on our show notes, just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software